0: Hello everyone! My name is Christopher and I use Z and he, him pronouns. And
1: I'm Judah, I use they slash them. And
0: today we're here with very special guests, the band Grocer from Philadelphia. They're an art punk group and they're coming to LA in March, March 30th, to Junior High LA to do a tour for their new EP. So please introduce yourselves. Uh,
2: hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Cody, I use uh, they,
3: them pronouns.
4: I'm Danielle, I use she, her pronouns.
0: And I'm Nick, I use he, him pronouns. Thank you so much for coming. Um, We're so, I love being able to platform smaller bands, like we've been getting really into your discography over the last few weeks, especially Judah, Um, and we were so excited to be able to have you on today, because your music's really cool, and we're excited to see you in March. Um, So Judah, you want to take it away, first question.
1: Yeah, so I guess my first question is, because I'm like a newer listener, i only found out about you guys just a few weeks ago, um, because I don't know <laughs> my Apple. My Apple algorithm still hasn't put you on my radar. Um, but then I got this opportunity to interview you guys, which I'm, like, super excited about. Um, so I just, my first question is, is how might you describe your music to first-time listeners? <laughs> um,
2: well, to be fair, Judah, our Apple music numbers are dreadfully low. So <laughs> wow. it is not surprising that the Algo hasn't kicked us to you
3: yet. <laughs> um, I usually, um, so I don't have to have too long of a conversation, usually uh, describe us as weird alt-rock. Okay. Um... I feel like people will often make like sonic comparisons to like '90s alternative rock, and I think we're just like that, but a little bit weirder.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like uh, a three headed beast of some kind. I'm not sure. It's alt rock feels right. I feel like uh, I'm the one who came up with the art punk thing in the subject line. I think I felt, like, <laughs> to it. Um, so I guess I feel like that applies. I feel like um, I feel like we're punk in approach, but not necessarily in sound. And maybe that's where I get that descriptor from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a horrible answer. <laughs> for me. I
4: feel like that question. Like I feel like every band's like we're hard to describe. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to them and you're like, you guys are a Blink One Eighty Two cover band. What okay. do you mean? <laughs> you know, I know exactly what you are. But I feel like we do have a tendency. Like we're for sure in the rock umbrella but i think song to song we can um genre hop a little bit mm-hmm. um and that we don't we don't like hold ourselves to a genre and we're like oh this doesn't sound like Shoe gaze, or like this doesn't sound like mathy enough, or whatever. So,
0: yeah. all right, so it sounds like first conversations with new listeners. Uh, just give me five minutes and I'll explain it to you. I'm going get there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write
2: some stuff down, I gotta pull up my PowerPoint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that kind of leads into my next question. Um, what does your perfect grocery essentials playlist look like? Um, so if you were to have just a playlist of all of your songs. Which ones would you put on there as, like, you ha- like mandatory listening, and then...
3: Of our own songs, you're saying? Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind, I think, is Better Now. Um, feels sort of somewhat quintessential like, the birth of our sound. Yeah. Or something. Definitely. Yeah. I- Please.
4: Well, I was going to say Pick Away. I feel like I also... I feel like Pick Away is where... Closer to, like, uh, where we're headed or something. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I feel like we've become... Um, I feel like that song is always in every live set now at this point.
2: And then this is coming out in March, so the, the smooth operator, the second single off of the EP, which is out and has been out for a month, um, would also probably be on that. I'm realizing that I think I'm just thinking about like where we were in our lives when we wrote certain things, and like those feel like kind of touchstone, like touchstone or cornerstone songs like better now yeah you're totally right we like figured out what exactly was we were doing with that song Mm -hmm. like as a band pick away i feel like we were in a really particular location like geographically as a group and then i think smooth operator really is like the furthest like the weirdest we've got (laughs) (laughs) and so i I don't know i think that shows like how far we're able to go so if it were a three song ep i'm gonna force us to stop it's a a three song playlist (laughs)
3: seven minutes (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like um there's something to be said for like that's one song from each of us singing and i think right uh each of us has a kind of distinct voice and to really get the picture of of what, what we're like i think listening to songs that each of us sing really kind of shows our boundaries more
0: and you mentioned geographically i actually grew up in uh in Wayne in Pennsylvania, so close to Philly. Would you guys hey, say, yeah. uh, like, being from Philly or, like, the culture of Philly informs your music or your style or anything like that? Because you mentioned specifically geographically, so I'm wondering.
2: So, like, definitely, yes. It's funny, though, when I said... We were actually in a trailer in Georgia when we wrote that song. So <laughs> it was the day of the and It was the day of the insurrection when I came up with the lyrics.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Um, uh, and so I feel like that song, to me, I'm still transported to a very specific time and place by happenstance, not Philadelphia, but to answer your question, yes, definitely. I feel like it's hard to not feel the like weight of the music scene of Philadelphia in like a bunch of different ways, which I don't know, maybe that's why we stretch out as often as we do, because there's really just so much going on here
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and it feels like a town, like a, I still say town. It feels like a <laughs> the city. It's a small where, town
0: of Philadelphia, yes, Pennsylvania. a humble <laughs> town
2: where, I don't, maybe, I don't know.
4: Maybe compared to LA.
2: It seems like an incubator of, yeah, right, yeah. It seems like an incubator for all types of cool music, like literally all genres. And so I think it just, just existing here, definitely you, you feel the weight of it.
1: I do think it's really interesting that you mention, like, geographical locations in terms of songs that you wrote, um, because, I don't know, I just think, as a music listener, like, I don't dabble in creating music, but I do listen to music, and there are some songs that I will say, like, have defined certain parts of my life, um, so yeah, I think that's really awesome that you take from, like, the world around you, and you make that into some really, like, wonderful songs, um, my next question is, and I probably should have asked this first, but what was the like? What's the origin story behind Grocer? How did you start? What, you know, what drove you to create like these new albums and create music together?
2: I feel like these two have been doing it for a hot sec. <laughs> yeah. <You go> ahead. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: Danielle and I um, have been
3: playing music together for thirteen years. Thirteen years. Oh wow. So that's a whole teenager um we kind of started actually playing like covers as a duo like
4: 182 covers um
3: (laughs) we lived in New York for a while and played in a band there with like a bunch of string players and that was a whole thing and then um we moved to Philly and thought we were going to keep that band alive and we had a tour planned and we didn't have bandmates anymore because we were in a new city so we sort of put out a call for musicians and I was moving across
2: from Minnesota to Philly to like live with my partner who got a job out here and
3: we just like connected on Facebook. Oh wow. Yeah. So we actually like, we we sort of all met as a tour for a, a different band that used to exist. And then we were like, this new thing is more fun and we should like start fresh as an, as a new project. And um, yeah, so we changed the name and...
4: We voted with, like, we had the full
3: spreadsheet mm-hmm.
4: with a bunch of different names and, like, mocked up our press photos with different different versions of oh, what indeed. our name, like, could have been.
2: I feel like the, the album Little Splash, which was, like, kind of created before the members of the band were even in the band. It's sort of, like, pre-grocer, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Little Splash was a finalist as the name.
4: That's yeah. cute. We were thinking we had the Pixies. We have <laughs> taken. Taken. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Heads. Also, also taken. taken. Wait, wait, do you have... I feel like you had one that was like television... TV Talker. TV Talker. TV Talker.
2: Yeah, yeah that is a good one. I still
0: like that. We think
4: you changed your name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. You guys are now TV Talker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to update the That's podcast cool. the yeah.
0: And...
3: yeah, I guess we officially... Became grosser like January
0: 2020, and then the
4: pandemic
3: happened
0: a few months later. How convenient! Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, Fun stuff. Yeah. Wow, lots I'm of. Really that stick, I would
0: say. Lots of your journey uh, res- resounding around global trauma, i.e., the insurrection yes. and the start of the pandemic. Well,
4: wow. yeah. <laughs> like for everyone though. Yeah. Like, that's
1: yeah. The point. I kind of wanted to ask how it felt to make music like during the pandemic because obviously it's such a different process than it would have been pre-pandemic.
4: Nick and I have um, Nick and I lived together, and I feel like as soon as the lockdown happened and everyone, I feel like some people were like, "Oh, we're gonna go into bubbles." Cody pretty much immediately. I really was
2: not digging the roommates I He
4: moved <laughs> in with us. Um, <laughs> And so we we just like wrote music like.
2: uh, It got easier for us, honestly. Yeah. We sort of got lucky. I mean, they they record everything in the basement, anyways, and it's like Mm -hmm. a really high quality situation. Um, So we were able to. It almost made us able to record things more quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting, I guess, because you're kind of that's the only thing you're doing, really. You're like, okay, I might as well go to the basement. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah i think i think more than more than other people that we know like i think we were like really trying to do the staying thing active like we were kind of like this is what this is what we enjoy doing anyway um and even though shows aren't happening like we're gonna find a way to do something i don't want to say no it's like i feel like there were two
2: paths that people took where it was like i'm gonna commit super hard or i'm gonna use this as a a uh, uh, like reason to take a break from the thing and i think we were definitely like in that first where we are like how much can we do because we're just like we have all the time in the world
4: we're like we're gonna do improv exercises
2: (laughs) yeah no it was like pretty the jams got pretty structured and like we were you know exploring a lot uh, like you know just what could it sound like what do we sound like together and Uh, Yeah, weirdly, probably a good time for a pandemic to hit a new band like us. (laughs) I think it gave us the time to really incubate and land on something cool.
1: Yeah, I just knew a lot of bands that kind of like started and then died (laughs)
0: after like the pandemic.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So we're glad that wasn't you all. Yeah, yeah,
1: because I would have been so gutted (laughs) had I figured out (laughs) that you existed and then not being able to like, and none of you creating like music anymore um but yeah I'm really I'm really happy that the pandemic actually made your experiences a lot better um in terms of your band and creation unrelated a little bit unrelated because we we did talk about earlier how to describe your music to first-time listeners but I kind of wanted to ask and I should have asked that <laughs> before we left that question but your music has a very and we, and you, you've even said it it has a very 90s grunge indie rock feel to it And I wanted to ask, like, what influences and inspires your music?
0: So I guess if you were having a playlist of other people's music, what would be on it? (laughs) We
2: did actually like make.
4: We did. We did
2: recently make one of those. I feel like there's a lot of bands from Chicago that we really love, like Deeper and Floaty and Hex and Spirits Having Fun. Spirits Having Fun. I think they're all on, like Born Yesterday Records or something. There's like so much cool shit happening in Chicago. Um, Wombo from Louisville, of course. Lovely. Palm. Um, Palm, definitely. Um... And these are all bands from, like, that are currently active, that yeah. I listen to... We're actually, like, that band... Like, I've listened to both the bands we're playing with in L.A., and they're cool, but I knew Guppy before we were gonna, like, play that show, so I thought that was really sick that that ended up working out because I feel like I like them. What else is influenced?
3: I feel like Caroline Polachek we really like. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like... I would say a lot of our influences are like very far outside of what we actually play. Like mm-hmm. we're always listening to, you know, things as far as like oh. pop and hip hop to country. I, like to... love
1: the new Lil Yachty album. Oh like, yeah, parody? the new one the new Lil Yachty album is, is good. It, yeah.
4: Jeff's Kiss.
2: I'm like a diehard Big Thief fan, which I know is like oh. boring by now.
0: Hey, they were snubbed. Okay, I get it. They were yeah. <laughs> snubbed to pick around I
4: lo- like they have the new Sasami album, uh yeah. that came out this past last
3: year was so fucking good. Do you love? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's but yeah, weirdly like not a whole lot of 90s stuff like for sure Pixies is like something we could point to.
0: Clearly. You tried to, to steal them. their name so clearly. Yeah.
4: I <laughs> I guess the way I see it is they pre-stole our name. Yeah, but and we said we
2: emailed them that, but we
4: haven't. Heard we're like <laughs> you guys did this before. But it was my idea. Mm-hmm. It hurts.
0: Your reincarnated versions of us, actually. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
3: Thank you. I think in, I think in some ways, just growing up in the '90s, that music is sort of just ingrained, and so it comes out almost without intending it to. Mm-hmm. That's a
2: funny Um, way of looking at it. Like, it's us just living out the music we grew up with without realizing it. Yeah,
3: like, yeah, I feel like sometimes a song will come out sounding like something that I don't actively listen to, but I can sort of, like, recognize its roots in some way.
1: So we also wanted to ask, because we're a queer magazine on campus, one of the oldest ones across the nation. And Junior High LA is
0: a very queer spot to have a concert also. So
1: we wanted to ask how does your music connect to the queer community and if it doesn't explicitly what do you think queer fans would enjoy about your music
2: i don't think we appeal to any one community explicitly Mm -hmm. but i would hope that like our unapologetic ourselvesness would be relatable to anybody who doesn't want to like walk the line that people say they're supposed to walk I feel like we just do what we want to do because it feels good to us and I feel like that applies musically and also personally and I hope that the music listeners who feel that way listen to us and I don't know I don't I guess it's crazy to think we might empower anybody to do anything but if we could empower you know any community the queer community especially to like continue to be themselves that's fucking awesome
1: I do love the, <laughs> I do love the straightforwardness in in the music. There's like parts I think of your first album where I was like, "Damn, that hits hard." Um, I just like I really love your you. albums just a lot. There was one where it was like, where there was a voicemail from like PayPal and like,
3: mm. yeah, that shit's it gay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, wow, a music store. Interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely love the spoken outness. That's not a word. Um, outspokenness. Outspokenness. Switching. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Outspokenness Otherwise. of your albums. Um, it's amazing. My next question is, what are future goals for Grocer? To, to touring. Yeah, we want to tour more
4: mm. than we already are. I feel like we'll definitely put more music out. Like I have no worries about that. Like we're gonna, we, we like, we like to write and we like to play together and we just want to play more. I think.
2: I'm, I'm really, it's hard to look past the tour that's right around the corner. I feel like that zone is like really our comfort zone. And so it is just, it's, it's going to be exciting to get into that mode Mm. of like the traveling show. I feel like that's where we really thrive. Yeah, I feel like an album is probably going to happen at some point. There will for sure be at least one more tour this year that we can't, like, officially talk about yet. Mm -hmm. It's not that... It is exciting, so it's exciting. It's not that exciting. It's fine. It's whatever. But um, uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's just looking forward to being on the road and, like, seeing the country again. Our
3: wonderful, illustrious...
0: United, United
4: country.
3: States, country. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it is wonderful. You know, yeah. like we, we go out there, we meet amazing people and see beautiful things, and it, rem- it sort of can remind us how great the country actually is, despite what it feels like when you're on the internet. It's like the cognitive
2: dissonance of like the macro sucks, but the micro has so much beauty. Yeah, like is the, like the really communities
4: tricky. that you meet as you're touring in every city and it's like, you can be in a place like you're in Arkansas or Alabama or these places where you kind of have maybe preconceived notions that they're going to be different from you and their political beliefs are going to be different from you. Um, But then you actually get to meet these individual people and see like how many similarities you have with them and that they have the same struggles you do. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there's something really, really nice and beautiful about that to remember, you know, like, as much as the country does suck, that there's people here living their lives, and that you can bring an experience when you're on tour for them.
3: To, to bring it back to the to, to the question of our like goals around that, like that is sort of like touring is extremely fun for us, and like our our goals are based on just doing more of the stuff we like to do. So. Um. You know, we like being on the road and we like uh, playing music. So if we can do more of that next year, then that's that feels like we've achieved our goals. Totally agree.
0: Great. Yeah. There's no point in doing it if you don't love it. And it feels like you know you've you've gone through the ringer in terms of changing situations, trying to get your band off the ground. And I feel like the the way you get through it is through that love. So I'm I'm excited to see what you all make next. Uh, with with we love to do this and we want to do it more mindset.
1: Speaking of touring. What places are you looking forward to um, to going to in the next few months? Um,
0: or even just like dream. Oh yeah! Locations or even just like dream tour to
1: locations.
0: We were. The, I
2: feel like the day we changed the name to Grocer, we were sitting at a coffee shop in Delaware,
4: like near your parents' house, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we were like, "We're going to, to tour Japan. in Japan." Ooh. And we were- get tickets to do that and we were like it does seem like something kind of weird is happening in asia i'm sure it's maybe like it's probably going to be fine but we should wait like two weeks before we buy these tickets and then two weeks passed and we were like we should maybe wait another two weeks because this didn't clear up <laughs> and then um
2: it's been a couple more weeks
4: it's been like some more weeks i'm not very <laughs> good at math more weeks have passed. We like eight weeks or something. Yeah. But around <laughs> so like Japan is definitely up there. Yeah.
2: We also like we're we book all the tours ourselves. We do it all ourselves, which I unless think you
4: probably, know
2: anyone, in which case. Yeah, sure. Um, but I feel like that is why we're invested so hard because it's like all the work being done is like here on this couch. Um, and we tried to put a European tour together, and it was fucking hard and I feel like we're getting to the point where booking U.S. tours is, like, not easy, but it's way easier than it used to be, and, like, doing it in Europe, it seems impossible to do without a third party, Hmm. Um, so that would be cool. Um, I don't know, to just, like, tour the same places, but, like, opening for other people seems really incredible. Honestly, I, I... this really ties into just, like, I fucking want to just tour. I, like, I'll do it whenever, wherever.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there really is, like, a lot to offer in almost every city. Um, you just have to sort of find the vein of, like, weirdos who love music as much as you do. And once you, like, find that vein, it's just, like, it's always a good time when you when you go there. Because there's, there's a small community in every place of, like, people, you know, who who don't exactly exist in that uh, mainstream world and, and and appreciate you know different things like we do
0: what what are your dream bands that you'd open for calm yeah for me, would be one i would love
2: to open for Deerhoof. i personally do feel like it kind of makes sense um <laughs> and that would be like super life-affirming also big thief it doesn't make much sense but <laughs> I like that just be absolutely insane yeah the breeders would be fun yeah
3: it's a good one. I feel like in a lot of ways, like a certain level of popularity, like playing arenas, like would be cool. But I very much enjoy like playing like venues. They're like, Yeah, that mm-hmm. you can like actually like have a, a more of a connection with the individuals. Not that I have played in arena to know, but <laughs> um, I feel like my dream opening band is only you know one step above. I don't think my dream would be to open for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, that feels like a little bit less fun for me personally. Not a bit mature, not
0: Danielle it. looking at you like we yeah. could open for the red hot chili peppers <laughs> I was going to make a joke
4: about you two like, I know, I know
3: <laughs> we're talking to people in Southern California so I have to make sure that i tattoo of the thing, the logo you <laughs> want born
2: to it at this point
0: <laughs> well we hope one day one day yeah. one day we're going to look up and Big, T- Big Thief is coming to LA and it's going to be you guys so fingers crossed manifesting <laughs> existence,
1: manifesting so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, can I can see it. I can see it. And I agree with I agree with small venue concerts over over um, arena concerts. I just feel like they're just a lot more. Feels like a better vibe. I feel like arena yeah. concerts are just yeah. too vast. At least for me. Um, but also, I'm just a concert goer and not so much a concert player. Yeah. Um,
4: I, I feel like we like pride ourselves in our like energy and like on our stage like our shows mm-hmm. and i feel like when there are arena shows it's like pyrotechnics and moving platforms and it's like less about the artistry of the band and more like what the tech crew is capable right. of or mm-hmm. something and i feel like it kind of blurs like what the point of going to see live music is like, I it's like a less like pure version of it i
2: think that's it's cool it's just like yeah. a different thing i just i could never even put myself in the mindset of like filling those level rooms it seems really hard and like narcissistic. <laughs> but you know, it's easy for me to say not famous and rich.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, those those stadium t- stadium tours of thirty thousand people for hundred dollars each overrated. Couldn't be me. Yeah, uh, yeah for real. <laughs> I
2: like Harry Styles. <laughs>
0: We can do 15 tours at the Kia Forum. It's okay. We can do it. If we need to.
4: We need to.
0: If if it comes across, we'll do it, I guess. We'll Um.
2: (laughs) chat. I'll open the email. Open
1: it. So we talked a little bit about future goals, but what can listeners slash fans expect of Grocer next? Like, what are some upcoming projects that you want to plug here? Upcoming tours, et cetera.
3: Yeah, there'll be nothing immediately
1: we're we're already Um, we're already working on new
4: music um yeah so
3: the tour the like we're hitting junior high
2: on the 30th we're in san diego the day after on the 31st we're in long beach the day before on the 29th all of march and there will be a couple songs that are not off of the anything so we i don't know We're always like, it's, it's tough. It's like sort of incremental. We do everything little by little. We do it all by ourselves. So I, nothing, nothing at
3: the moment, but that could change soon and will change soon. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be, (laughs) you know, I feel like there's a cycle to it. There's like, you make an EP or an album and then you spend months promoting or touring or whatever, and then, then you spend a few months writing and a few months recording. And, um, so when this comes out, we'll be right at the end of a release cycle and probably, about to enter into another writing cycle so
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know give us nine months or something and we'll we'll have a new album and we'll be back in LA back in LA
4: oh yeah
3: all at the Hollywood Bowl opening for Vampire Weekend
4: <laughs>
0: yeah we'll have to do a follow-up then if you're uh yeah. we won't yeah. be we won't yeah, be here anymore but yeah. we'll have to indoctrinate some new younger outright folks to interview you in a year when you are opening for Vampire Weekend Forever, forever. Um, it'll be good
1: i can see the title of it now grocery revisited a Gro- year later
0: yeah grocery revisited and they're undead that's crazy <laughs> um and uh hopefully judah's going to be able to come to your junior high la show yes. and do a little tour review so i'm uh, hoping yes I'm hoping yeah. that, that'll be awesome that
1: doesn't that nothing happens um because i really want to go um because i enjoy your music a lot
4: thank you thank you yeah, thank
1: i'm you excited you i'm excited well. for the new ep i've been like sitting there like waiting for it like refreshing like, <laughs> i know for it's all not here yet but to like get released um because i just love your music a lot
4: <laughs> thank you yeah t- well i know it's not tomorrow in this but to you personally tomorrow the next single is coming out so
1: oh 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 mm-hmm. all right
0: Juno's <laughs> ready midnight midnight I know, I have a finger so on the ready. R. Command r. Um, command r I guess to everyone watching this, it'll already be out, and it's not specifically for you, it's for Judah, okay? Yeah, just a reminder. We've
2: been watching that for a month. (laughs)
1: We've seen that video. I have one more question. And it's just, so downtown side from your new EP, Scatterplot sounds different from past projects. At least to me, it sounds just a little bit different. You've also talked a lot about... The evolution of your sound. This is the last question, I promise. Um, each of your projects seem to have a different motif in terms of sound, and my question is pretty much: How are you experimenting with sound and just like imagery and all of that in your new in your upcoming EP? I
3: love that question, <laughs> I feel like I feel like this, this specifically sonically downtown side we recorded like actually in a, in a recording studio. Oh wow! And, like actually actually playing it like live, like all together where um typically we're just in our basement and we don't really have the capacity to play everything all together so we'll sort of um you know we'll record the drums first and then we'll add the bass and the guitar and then the vocals. Um which I think is, is pretty standard for a lot of bands. But we just we we love playing together and we wanted to capture that live energy and we figured let's go to a studio who could facilitate that. And so that one I think has a different sound sort of for that reason. But the rest of the EP is not done that way, so we'll probably we we'll lead you astray. Sign up for <laughs> but I think to further answer the question, I think it
2: is that we're starting to explicitly be like, okay, what are we capable of? We know what it sounds like when I sing, when Danielle sings, when Nick sings. Like we can sort of cast the songs better, and I think you know it. In it turns out that we become more like I don't know. We lean into whatever it is that makes us us even more because I think we're starting to be able to like sniff it out or hunt it down a bit more Mm
4: -hmm. so like
2: even though all I think yes the songs are all disparate from one another it I think they all really touch on little bits of what we enjoy doing and when looked at as a whole
3: it it is cohesive in some way yeah I think we also we're kind of always we're spending a lot of time together and we'll get, like, collectively on certain, um, you know, like, I feel like when we were writing um, Numbers Game, like, we were kind of getting into, like, Zen and, like, meditation and, like, doing a lot of, like, ritualistic things together. And I feel like a lot of that mentality just permeated throughout the group. And so um, a lot of the, like, themes and stuff were informed in some way by just kind of the general interests that we collectively go through in phases and stuff yeah i think we've also tried to write more from our own perspectives and
2: less about like putting ourselves in other people's sh- shoes yeah or, like more
3: abstract situations yeah like trying to be more personal and that kind of like where you said like exaggerating our own personality further, or like really drawing ourselves out and um i think in that process you know, whatever we're into in that moment will just be kind of the present aesthetic or motif that
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and I think we we all love like scatterplot is that name because we kind of have these like collection of songs that feel kind of random, but we love to connect the dots like we love to take ideas and try to find those three lines and tie them up in a nice little bow at the end and find these little connections um yeah and so sometimes it doesn't start like there's a motif but then we sort of find that motif later i don't i don't even consider us that absurd of a band but i feel like
2: absurd television or movies will have like an internal logic or an internal rule book that they follow and it like makes the whole thing make sense in some way even though yeah it's like weird i'd like to think that we kind of do that like we are We allow ourselves to be out there but i think there are like non-verbal things that we try and you know maintain the whole time to give that you know underlying feeling that it is the same people the whole time or something
0: i like that i like that metaphor with the scatter plot that things are all over the place but there is a tie um and i know judah said last question but i am curious if this i like asking this question to musicians because they think it's difficult and it is difficult. But if you could only listen, if, if you're in for hard mode, one song for the rest of your life, if you want it a little easier, one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? The
4: I feel like it's like Marquee Man just because it's so long.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Everyone to get yeah. 4.33, John Cage.
0: Everyone doing the same thinking face.
4: <laughs> I, I feel like I've been really... Um, like, I feel like I kind of go through phases where I have albums that over the course of the year, I feel like one album will, um, stick with me and I'll pull it through to every other years where there's like albums I'll like, but I kind of forget they exist maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like one from a few years ago, um, that I've been listening to again this week is, um, Dear Nora, Skull's Example. I feel like that album's so beautiful and, and, uh, chill also that,
2: I feel like I could probably find a lot out of it if I had to. I feel like if uh, Debbie C.'s Claire de was playing in the background <laughs> for the rest of time, I like wouldn't hate that. That works. It's a, a tough one.
3: Yeah. What do you got, Nick? I would probably choose um, like, uh, something like very strange and experimental because I feel like yeah, I feel like the, the weirder and, and more dissonant it is, it, that I feel like age is the best upon... Like more listens, okay. Which is not a fun answer at all, but it's the cool answer. Though.
0: <laughs> listen to something experimental to really get exactly. stuff out of
3: it. <laughs> like like a melody, if you hear like a hooky melody like a hundred times, you like hate it. But I feel like if there isn't anything it's repetitive. Very- if there's anything repetitive in the music, if <laughs> you listen to it a bunch of times and you start to get that repetition for the first time, I'm I'd be sure That's to. a real dice roll to yeah, me. like, good. I think that actually deeply angular, experimental, harsh music would age the best over <laughs> repetitively. But, like I feel, but even it wouldn't have to be that harsh. Like I feel like a rainbow in curved air is like dense music. Okay. And it's like, that's it fair. is slightly melodic, but it never really repeats. So every time you listen to it, you're getting something different. Yeah, there's, there's more stuff to really click into. Okay.
0: Um, they'll they'll that. accept that answer. You're still in the band. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't worry. Thanks for
4: making that decision because <laughs> Cody and I were about to. <laughs> we're
0: about Executive that. decision. I I'll see you, you next later.
4: Be- <laughs> uh, For the next uh for the
3: revisit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's completely gone. It's like and it's just Cody and Danielle. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> awesome. Both well, playing since now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well uh we won't force you onto a desert island so you won't truly uh know if if he's right but uh <laughs> we if, know if he's
4: right or not yeah, <laughs> yeah i know he is
0: <laughs> well thank you so much for coming uh you all can follow outright on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok at outright newsmag you can also read our biweekly articles on outrightnewsmag.org. that's right spelled w-r-i-t-e you can follow Grocer band on its grocer on all social media, uh, their EP will be out by the time this episode comes out, but you should buy tickets to their junior high LA show on March 30th. You catch Judah there. I have been Christopher
1: and I have been Judah.
0: and this has been Grocer, and we will see you. Us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode of "Speak Up. Goodbye, everyone.